Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Break up at the border. Outrage erupts after heart-wrenching images of parents and children being separated. Now, the bipartisan backlash. Lawmakers on both sides are saying enough is enough. And a former first lady speaks out, saying, where is the heart of the nation? This is the State of America tonight. We're criminalizing this. We're arresting them. We're putting them in handcuffs. We're throwing them in prison and we're taking away their children. We do not want to separate parents from their children. You can be sure of that. This administration has a simple message. If you cross the border illegally, we will prosecute you. This is uh, current law. The question is, should the president enforce current law? Jeff Sessions could change this today. This is something that is squarely within the hands of this administration. A country without borders is not a country at all. I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America. Tonight, at least 1,995. That's the number of children the government now reports have been separated from their families at the U.S. border since April. The number of children separated from their families since this happened. I have put in place a zero-tolerance policy for illegal entry uh, on our southwest border. If you cross the border unlawfully, then we will prosecute you. It's that simple. That was Attorney General Jeff Sessions announcing the Trump administration's no-nonsense policy that any adult with children who crosses the border illegally will be separated and the adult prosecuted criminally. President Trump made clear today why he wanted that policy in place. The United States will not be a migrant camp And it will not be a refugee-holding facility. Won't be. But it's images like these that are now plaguing the Trump presidency. Crying children, some as young as toddlers, being taken from their parents in the dead of night. Children kept in revamped big box stores. No idea where their parents are, who will care for them, and really what their future will hold. The outrage is growing on both sides of the aisle. Uh, we weren't shocked what we heard, but when you're listening to it, when you're hearing the emotion from the fathers on Father's Day, yeah, you know, it, you have to sit back and you have to listen and you have to reach out and try to be of some comfort to the individual. What, what has happened for us to have to craft legislation to say don't pull kids out of the arms of their mothers, right? You know, we, we shouldn't be at, at this point in, in the land of the free and the home of the brave. We shouldn't be using kids for deterrence. But 
That's exactly what the president's senior policy advisor says was the point of this from the get-go. Stephen Miller telling The New York Times this. It was a simple decision by the administration to have a zero-tolerance policy for illegal entry, period. The message is that no one is exempt from immigration law. Here's the thing. That contradicts what his boss has been saying about this all after this is blown up. Essentially, he's been saying, I hate the policy, but I can't do anything about it. We want safety and we want security for our country. If the Democrats would sit down instead of obstructing, we could have something done very quickly. Good for the children, good for the country, good for the world. It could take place quickly. Well, according to one Republican, it could be even quicker than that. There's plenty of blame to go around is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, President Trump could stop this policy with a phone call. He doesn't seem to acknowledge that. Well, well, he can't. I'll go tell him. If you don't like families being separated, you can tell DHS stop doing it. Well, DHS, also known as the Department of Homeland Security, isn't stopping. It's doubling down. Here's the Secretary of Homeland Security just today. There is no current law that mandates this family separation policy. Now, what what we are seeing right now is under Jeff Sessions and the Trump administration, zero tolerance policy. That, a byproduct of that, in fact, a direct result of that is that the families are, are being split up. That is an, an immigration expert fact-checking the, the Department of Homeland Security secretary who says that they are not stopping, they're not apologizing, and they can't, they, in that it is not policy, it is law. That immigration expert saying there's no law in the books at all. And the direct result of all of that, here's the president of the American Academy of Pediatrics, known by many as the gold standard for guidelines on children's health, not mincing any words. This does amount to child abuse. These children have been traumatized on their trip up to the border. And the first thing that happens is we take away the one constant in their life that helps them buffer all of these horrible experiences. That's child abuse. Child abuse, she says. Still, the Homeland Security Secretary, unapologetic. We do not have the luxury of pretending that all individuals coming to this country as a family unit are in fact a family. We have to do our job. We will not apologize for doing for our job. We have sworn to do this job. This administration has a simple message. If you cross the border illegally, we will prosecute you. If the president and his cabinet don't want to listen to the nation's leading authority on children's health or lawmakers from both sides of the aisle, including his fellow Republicans, then maybe the president will be interested in hearing from these next three, a former ally, a former first lady and someone who can hit very close to home. First, the former ally, his former short lived communications director, but longtime defender, Anthony Scaramucci. The president is very good at imagery. He's a television star. He understands that this is not good for him. It's not good for the Congress if we want to win the midterm. And even before that happens, a rare statement on policy from former First Lady Laura Bush, the wife of President George W. Bush. Raised in a border state, has been in the public eye for decades, but has really never been known to speak up on policy. Until now, writing an opinion piece in The Washington Post today saying this in part. I live in a border state. I appreciate the need to enforce and protect our international boundaries. But this zero-tolerance policy is cruel, it is immoral, and it breaks my heart. 
And then there's the one who hits even closer to home for President Trump, President Trump's own wife, Melania Trump, issuing a statement on this controversy with this. We need to be a country that follows all laws, she also says, but also a country that governs with heart. Is she standing with her husband by saying both sides are at fault? Or is she standing up to her husband and saying the policy should end? We don't know. I'll leave you to make I'll leave you to make of it what you will. But rest assured of one thing. The problem isn't going away. And those at least 1,995 children separated from their family at the border, they aren't going away either. A lot to talk about. Let's begin with White House correspondent Caitlin Collins on all of this. Caitlin, it seems like the administration is just having, among many things, a hard time getting on the same page. The policy either exists or it doesn't. It's law or it's not. It was planned or it wasn't. What are they saying now? Well, that depends on who you ask inside of this White House, Kate. The president today is not backing down from his false claim that this is the Democrats' problem and they're to blame for all of this because, of course, just last month it was Attorney General Jeff Sessions, the president's attorney general, who announced that this was going to be their new zero-tolerance policy and that if people brought their children to the border, crossed over, which is a misdemeanor, they would be separated from their children. And we heard Jeff Sessions uh, essentially repeat that today, saying they didn't want to take children away from their parents, but saying that that is what they were going to do if they illegally crossed over the border. But now we also have the secretary, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Nielsen going out defending this policy, even though just yesterday she said that this wasn't a policy that existed. So really, they are all over the place here at the White House. Then they've got the deputy press secretary going out and speaking for the president. But what it will all come down to is Sarah Sanders, who is going to brief reporters here in the next hour or so. And she's really going to have to answer for a lot of these inconsistencies from the White House over this policy, because you're hearing something different from every direction of officials that are coming out in the White House and trying to speak for them. Uh, and we really saw that culminate with President Trump taking matters into his own hands when he was speaking in that space event today. And he said, uh, you know, it wasn't in the teleprompter. You could see there those were the remarks about what he was going to say about the Space Council. But then he started First, let me talk about immigration. And he said this, uh, essentially laying the blame at the feet of the Democrats, uh, saying that it wasn't going to happen, that this nation was not going to be a detention facility for those who are crossing over illegally and their children. But that is what it is being. And that is what it's becoming. And that is why the White House is going to have to deal with this growing outrage, because it's not just coming from Democrats. It's also coming from Republicans on Capitol Hill, people who are very uh, appealing to the conservative base, not just the president's base, but just conservatives in general. And you really saw that with Laura Bush putting out that scathing statement about this policy, someone who speaks uh, largely on behalf of the Bush family. That is something the White House is going to have to address, this growing problem that is facing them, the growing outrage. And we're going to see Sarah Sanders try to do that today, Kate. We're not sure how that will go. Oh, we saw how it went on Friday. Let's see how it goes now. Caitlin, great to see you. Thank you so much. Coming up, the Trump administration says they are following the law when they are separating adults and children at the border. The president claims it's up to the Democrats to stop it, even though they control all houses of Congress. Well, we're going to fact check the White House. We're going to debate it as well. That's ahead.
Internal do- government documents just obtained by CNN show that the Trump administration implemented this zero-tolerance policy in hopes of deterring illegal immigration. But those documents also reveal that there's actually been an uptick in the number of people crossing the border illegally in this amount of time. So deterrent? Not so much. Well, now what? The panel tonight. Essie Cup is here, CNN political commentator and host of HLN's Essie Cup Unfiltered. Steve Rogers is a member of President Trump's reelection campaign advisory board. Jess McIntosh is a former Hillary Clinton campaign official and executive editor of Share Blue Media. And Alex Burns is here, CNN political analyst and uh, national political reporter at The New York Times. Alex, apparently I can't remember your title anymore. Um, all right. So here's the thing. It's either you hate it or you put it in place and just deal with it. That's kind of on the most basic level. That's where I am when it comes to the president. He says he hates it. He says he can't do anything about it. But all all the evidence leading up to this is to the contrary. They knew exactly what they were doing. So which is it right now, Alex? Well, I think based on Secretary Nielsen's comments today, it does seem that the administration is leaning in the direction of it's a necessary policy and we're going to defend it. But even that is layered over with this idea that you know, only legislation from Congress could relieve us of this burdensome policy, which sort of undercuts the idea that this is a desirable approach right. from the administration. I don't really know that anyone in the administration thought through what it would mean to explain this to the American people. It's not the first time we've seen that with a policy that they've rolled out and seen a kind of backlash to because they didn't bother to tell people it was coming. But look, this policy also embodies a worldview that is pretty fundamental to the president's uh, just approach to politics and approach to his job. And I don't know how easy it would be for him to walk away from it. But he's contradictions are not a problem of his, right? I mean, he's okay. He's okay facing a soundbite or a tweet that he said 24 hours earlier that he now can deny and change if he sees that the tide is kind of moving on this. He doesn't seem to see that. No, and in the last 24, 48 hours, we have heard that it's it's harsh, but that's what a deterrent is, and that's why it needs to be harsh. It's not harsh. It's, in fact, compliant with the Bible. We hate doing this, and the Democrats are forcing us to, and we aren't doing this at all. Those four separate positions have come out of the Trump administration within the last day. So I don't think there's a lot of conversation in there at all about how to message this. I think where they go off the rails, like with the travel ban, is where they assume that most of America feels the way that they do about immigrants, about people who are not white, uh, about people who come in to seek a better life, asylum seekers. They assume that the rest of America shares this very isolationist, very white supremacist worldview, and it's just not at all the case. So every time they try this, they experience a backlash. You're right, but it's more the case than some of us like to believe. Oh, for and sure. So, <laughs> so here's the danger uh, that I see. The, the contradictions, the hypocrisy, that will never be a problem because it's never a problem. The with problem, this guy, though, yeah. Yeah, with this. Um, the problem is, so, so Kirsten Nielsen gets out this morning and, and did yet another sort of head fake on, on immigration. And this one was families posing, people posing as families, right? And we all get outraged, rightfully, because that's gross and it's distracting. Um, The problem is she's going to find an example of where that's true, where there has been someone posing as a family. And then everyone will call us fake news because we've been saying that's crazy. Now you're calling them liars. You're 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 talking about the wrong thing. This is a distraction. So I think it's incumbent upon all of us when we cover it, when we talk about it passionately from all sides to not always fall for the bait. 
because they rely on that to distract and confuse and sow so this chaos truth, around the issue. Can't you just basically land on the, is it a law or isn't it a law? Because there is no law that yeah. says that they have to do it. Steve, yeah, gonna, do you, are you comfortable with what yeah, you're seeing? I, I'm going to try to remove the emotion and the politics. No, you can't. It's difficult, but let, let me just uh, share this with you. No one, including the president, wants to see or likes to see children separated from their parents. For 38 years, I was a police officer and saw what you saw on these images. As a police officer, we have arrested parents. We've had to separate them from their children. We've enforced the law. Now, what are we to do? Not enforce the law? The president is enforcing the law. And the United States Congress is the only body in this country that makes law. So Pre this is the why the president... No, presidents past have taken a different tact. The president's there enforcing the law. There is no law that says that they have there to be There is a law. The law no is law you cannot come into separated. the United States illegally. It doesn't mean that they have to illegal. be illegal. Pardon me? Seeking asylum isn't illegal. It is perfectly well, legal well, to this seek is asylum. Where, this is where and I when think you were a police officer, you did not incarcerate the children no, of the people no, the, you took the, to listen, prison. The, the children are not being incarcerated. They're being taken Put care of very, very well. And this is what, what bothers well then, me. No, 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 Steve. But then what do you say to the president of the American Academy of Pediatrics? The gold standard of what we all look to when I need to know how much Tylenol to give my kid or what's when is the right time... What. All of the standards we handle, for, we look to for our children. And they, and the president came out and told me today what she saw when she went to the facility amounts to child abuse. You know, you know what, Kate? This is one person, one doctor. I could get you 50 others that'll say something different. The fact of the matter is that when we, the police or the president or any government agency takes an action, they're not at fault. Parents need to be held accountable and responsible. They had to know that when they were crossing that border, there'd be a problem. I, I so when does the accountability... I don't think you'll find Well, no, it's always blame, say, blame the police, blame the president. I'm not blaming the police right, or and, the president. I, I don't think it. you'd find 50 doctors to say well, it's, a, okay, it's a good thing for children no to separate from their families. It's a good thing. It's a bad that. thing. It's not a good thing. It is a bad but the, thing. But, 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 so but, if you agree it's a bad thing... No. Why doesn't the president it, end it? Look, he can do it with a phone call. The, he literally the law, can't. The you agree it's bad. Change. I agree it's yes. bad. And the president agrees it's bad. He doesn't like this, but the law is the law. What if I no. told you, okay, Congress should go to work and change that law? Do but it. in the meantime, right now, shouldn't the president oh. make the well, call? Well, you know, if the president makes the call and says stop it, then every judge and every court and every cop across this country is going to stop doing their job. What? You cannot. Wait, what? How, how do you make no that? Sense. Steve, how do you make that jump? Lindsey Graham was on with me on, on uh, Friday. Kate. What? Kate, uh, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that he's enforcing the law. I enforce he the can, law. He can make this. They can all they right. can debate immigration all they okay. want. And if he does not like what he is seeing, this is a man who loves power. We don't Welcome to the power of the party. So if we don't he like, loves power. Why not use his power Kate, if to we don't stop like, something if he doesn't like well, it? But, Kate, if we don't like seeing police officers do this in our cities, especially in domestic don't violence cases. Don't make the jump. Don't make the jump. Don't make the jump. So don't enforce the law. You're don't. not incarcerating children. They're not being incarcerated. Where do you get this idea they're being... Because we're putting them in cages. Oh, come on. You see, that's... Let me share something with you. That is the kind of stuff that inflames a lot of ridiculous things going on in this country. Do you just want to call it a metal wall? They're chain because they're chain They are being handed over to the Department of Human Services. There are doctors there. Have you been there? Stand by, guys. This is not over. As the humanitarian crisis intensifies at the border, so does this debate. But where does it go now? We'll be right back.
Everyone needs to put down their swords and stop political grandstanding on the Democratic, uh, in the Democratic Party, getting ready for midterms, and instead focus on actually fixing the problem. Instead of going back to their districts. Yeah, he's going to tomorrow. Right. Instead, right. Instead of going back to their districts and basically saying, this is a bad problem, look at these horrible pictures. They could go back to their districts and say, we stood up for you guys and we fixed the problem. But they won't do that because they want to play politics. So White House Deputy Press Secretary Hogan Gidley right there insisting Democrats must come to the table, must make a deal. That's the only way to get past what we're discussing right now. He's echoing his boss when it comes to blaming Democrats for the family separations at the border. There is more to this. Let's get back to it. Um, Alex, where does this go? Look, I think the dynamic that we're seeing right here is the president and the leadership of his party is grappling with the reality that they own this and they own the federal government. They run the federal government. And it's actually their job to resolve situations exactly like this one. Be it from the White House or actual legislation. Either way. Right. But you're not in a position just as a political matter, as a practical matter of, of how government works. You can't control every lever of power in government and sort of sit there acting like, why won't the other party solve this? I suppose you can do it. But look, every summer virtually of the Obama administration, we saw some crisis or another emerge, whether it was Ebola, whether it was Deepwater Horizon, where the... The the crisis on the border, in fact. The crisis on the border, where the administration would sort of appear very flustered at this idea that they were supposed to be held responsible politically for this thing that seemed to come out of right field. This didn't really come out of right field, but it's the same kind of, uh, I think, of more profound in some ways sense of incredulousness that what do you mean we're supposed to fix this problem? And at the end of the day, if you're debating the definition of a cage, (laughs) then I'm sorry, as a political reporter, you're losing that argument. You're losing it badly. Look, I think Trump generally makes very prudent, canny decisions when it comes to immigration, because he does understand that a lot of people, especially in his base, this this works, this argument, the, the fear, the anger, um, it usually works. The, the miscalculation here was all of those images. Um, Hogan Gidley talks about grandstanding on these images. Whatever you think is happening, they are working. They are awful and horrific and unexplainable. And uh, whether it's Kirsten Nielsen or Hogan Gidley, no one can just explain them away and get us to to stop talking about them. So at some point, when you have people like Bill O'Reilly and Anthony Scaramucci and Laura Bush and Melania Trump saying this has to stop, I'm not sure Trump calculated correctly that he would win on this one. And if I could just piggyback on that, I do think that, you know, it's hard to, in my view, sort of overstate the degree of the political miscalculation here that heading into the fall elections, the Democrats have been, I would argue, very exposed on the issue of immigration. It's a party that has moved well to the left uh, and has been uncomfortable talking about enforcement in ways that used to be just sort of fundamental and bipartisan. He doesn't care about the midterm. But there was an opening there for him to get out there and make the case that Democrats are weak on the border. But as soon as you're in an argument over whether you're locking up kids, suddenly that issue changes in a fundamental way. Your point, you articulated it well, and I agree with you to some degree. So should not the United States Congress start moving? You know, all they've done from George Bush to Donald Trump is talk about fixing the problem. Yeah, for, t- they for, have more, not than, for more than a decade, they've so been now, fighting Kate, my about point it. Is, yeah. You have a president who took action, whether poli- people agree with it or not. He took enough action to get people off their rear ends and to start to do something. So why is not Congress now acting decisively? Every I mean, member have, of the Democratic caucus has signed on to a piece of legislation to stop family separations at the border. Well, why is it's it a, a single one of them. It's a clean thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not with any add-ons, not with 
border money, mm-hmm. not for limiting legal immigration. Those oh, that's the broader debate. That maybe that gets back to what Essie is saying, <laughs> which is deal with this crisis, deal with the crisis, and have the debate that has been going on for. Someone want to give me a number? Decades. 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 Decades on an overhaul of the immigration system. Have that later. Then do it. Then do it. They're the United States Congress. They have the power to do it. But when when you say the United States Congress, what you really mean are Republicans, because Democrats are already lining up to dismantle this policy. With all due respect, here we go again. We we in our discussion, we're talking politics. And and I know it is Democrat and Republican. But if if the Democrats, Mm -hmm. and and I'll agree, the Republicans are just their fault, okay? They're not Mm -hmm. moving fast enough to solve this problem. It's time for them to come together and to act and to solve the problem instead of blaming Donald Trump for every single piece of problems that we have in this country. Well, the, what the Republicans are saying is Donald Trump created the problem that they are, have in their hands right Kate, now. The He's problem, saying that they, they didn't need this problem to ignite a conversation. He inherited the he, problem, We, we the, can this, all watch Jeff Sessions announce the new policy. The only way that Republicans, that Trump support, I can't even say Republicans anymore because so many of them don't support this and never would. The only way that Trump supporters are able to defend this is by saying there is a solution that doesn't exist. President Trump is in office 500 days. This problem was created way back during the Bush administration, maybe before. Since since April. Yeah, see, I'm I'm talking about the kids that are getting taken away from their parents, and you're talking about the broader immigration crisis. Completely understand that. This is also reflective of the president's tendency to sort of um, treat himself as an observer in the political system, yeah. that if he wanted yeah, to go out and dictate to the Republican Congress what they need to pass and when they need to pass it, all the evidence we have so far is that the House would move pretty fast. So yeah. it might not be a clean bill, but he could issue demands. Gonna, he hasn't made them. I'm going to leave you with the new Q poll that's just out today. Voters who oppose the separation of families, 66% oppose, 27 approve. Republicans, though, support the sep- this policy of separating families at the border, 55% to 35%. What does this mean? Stay tuned for tomorrow's show. Thanks, everybody. This is day 515 of President Trump's administration. It's also 141 days until the midterm elections. That's the State of America tonight. We'll see you back here tomorrow. You smirk. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.